episode of awkwardly cool hope everyone is doing well and we just completed our first ever well not first ever playing games but i guess first ever official playing games outside of the bubble and i got to say both of them were disappointing Starting with the Hornets-Indiana Pacers game, I don't necessarily think this was going to be a game that received that much national attention either way. But you would have hoped, even though the Hornets haven't been as good since Gordon Hayward has been out, they did get LaMelo Ball back. And you just would have thought that maybe you would see a bit more fight than what actually happened. Uh, The Pacers blew them out 144 to 117. And essentially, the game was not even close. By the way, apologies for that. My phone decided to buzz there. And there it goes again. Anyway, it it, it, it was disappointing. LaMelo Ball didn't have a game really worth talking about. I have Buck scoring four in front of me, 14 points uh, on four for 14 from the field. He wasn't able to do much. Um, Miles Bridges was pretty good with, with 23 points uh, on 16 shots or 10 for 16 from the field. Uh, Cody Zeller was solid as well, but they just weren't able to play any type of defense. The offense wasn't the issue. It was the defense. I mean, Pacers had 40 points in the first quarter alone, 69 points in the first half. They, outside of the second quarter when the Pacers scored 29 points. They scored at least 36 points each of the other quarters. It it was ridiculously bad. The Pacers came to play. The Hornets were were playing, almost playing this like just another game. And I I, I think James Borrego is a good coach, a solid coach. But I just would have thought he would... I would have thought he would have prepared his team to play a bit better than that. Don't want to put it all on the coach. Of course, the players are out there and it's a young and experienced team, not necessarily used to this. So it's not necessarily surprising, but you would have hoped for a closer game. Speaking of hoping for a closer game. The Wizards Celtics, it started off close. It started off being like one of those games like, okay, this is going to be a good one. And then the Celtics completely broke it open in the third quarter. Or namely, I should say, Jason Tatum completely broke it open in the third third quarter. Jason Tatum, another 50-point game where no one was able to stop him whatsoever. Going 14 for 32 from the field. Uh, team high t- plus 25 while on the court. Add a sprinkle in eight rebounds with four assists. No one could do anything about him. And he really just needed one other person to ensure that they received a comfortable win. 
And that was Kemba Walker's role with 29 points uh, on 10 for 24 from the field. People knew that once Jalen Brown was injured and even uh, Marcus Smart had a bit of an injury scare this game and Robert Williams did have an injury. So unfortunately, he was only able to play up to 14 minutes that the Celtics would need help. And Jason Tatum would have to step up in a big way. Well, Jason Tatum scored 50. Campbell Walker scored 29. The Wizards. So I really wanted to see the Wizards go up against the Celtics. You know, you have Russell Westbrook going up against the Nets. I'm in the D.C. area, so it would have been an easy game to catch as well. And how do the Wizards reward me? Well, their two best players didn't end up doing much. Bradley Beal had 22 points, uh, 10 for 25 from the field. Again, to be fair to him, he's just coming back from that hamstring injury. We don't know. And I'm honestly impressed how soon. Excuse me. He was able to come back, but he did. And it it was impressive, but he wasn't able to provide enough this game. Russell Westbrook. (sighs) These types of games from Russell Westbrook, it's interesting. Uh, I saw a debate on first take wondering if Russell Westbrook is one of the greatest point guards ever, comparing him against someone like Allen Iverson, where he has all these triple doubles, play so hard during the regular season. He's he's going to be remembered. He's going to be in the NBA history books. And he absolutely deserves to be in the NBA history books, considering how well he plays, the impact he's able to make on the court, his athleticism, and the way he's just able to galvanize his teammates. It just seems generally speaking, that his teammates simply like him. I think the reason I paused there was because I was thinking of the beef he had with Kevin Durant, but outside of that, all of his teammates genuinely seem to like him. He's an incredibly philanthropic philanthropic person off the court. He there. I remember the story last year as far as him giving a big tip to all the cleaners, uh, people who helped work work around the bubble. He, he seems like a really good person. My thing with him, and this is strictly strictly on the basketball court. My only issue with him is the fact that in the playoffs he. His inability to shoot becomes such a major weakness, especially when you have someone at the point guard position, because you look at it. I mean, he had 20 points. He had 14 rebounds. He's an excellent rebounding guard and not just an excellent rebounding guard. He's just an excellent rebounder in general. He was able to accumulate five assists. Impressive on the surface. It's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, CP3 has comparable numbers. Maybe not the rebounds, but uh, replace those rebounds with assists. You could see it. But then you dig a little deeper. You see the four turnovers. Then you also see that he got 20 points, but it took him 18 shots to get there. He was six for 18 from the field. Excuse me. 
it's just one of those things where in the playoffs, I remember last year with Harden and Russell Westbrook, the Lakers after that first game essentially decided we're going to play off of Russell Westbrook, like trap Harden and leave Russell Westbrook open. Westbrook was never able to make them pay, or at least not able to make them pay consistently. By the way, in this game, he was 0 for 4 from the three-point line. Thankfully for the Wizards, they have another chance. They're going to go up against the Pacers, who looked really good against the Hornets, but I think the Wizards will present much more of a challenge. But the game plan against Russell Westbrook is simple. Give him as much space as possible. And even when you don't give him space, he'll tend to short the or he'll tend to force the issue by taking shots he shouldn't be taking. I mean, I I saw him hit nothing but but backboard on one of those pull up mid range jump shots he likes to take, which he used to be better at, but isn't consistent at at this point in his career. It's it's uh, there's room for improvement there. I like Russell Westbrook, but in the playoffs, please don't compare him against someone like uh, Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, Steph Curry. Shoot. I don't want to say that Kyrie Irving is better than Russell Westbrook. But man, when you just see playoff games like this, as far as who would you rather have in the playoffs? I think it's very difficult. Not to say that you would prefer you would prefer Kyrie. Yeah, I, I think I think it's fair. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Wizards go up against the Pacers on Friday. Uh, should be a good matchup. Hoping the Wizards are able to at least win that. And we'll see what happens from there. Uh, Celtics, by the way, are going to have the honor of playing the Brooklyn Nets. Now, Jason Tatum, he's should be good. I mean, the Nets don't, their defense isn't phenomenal. I don't think he's going to quite be able to do what he did against the Wizards. I mean, the Wizards had Bradley Bill guarding him a lot of the time, Maria None of those guys could do anything against them. None of those guys have the size. Uh, with the Nets, Jeff Green has a little bit more size. You could put on some like a Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant, if you need to during an emergency. And during a real emergency, it's like, okay, Nicholas Claxton, you guard him. Because even though Nicholas Claxton is a center, uh, he's actually he's probably the Nets' best defender it's probably close between him and Blake. Blake mainly because of the charges he takes. Really smart with positioning. And that's defense. As a team defense as a whole tends to get better. But Nicholas Claxton is probably their best individual defender. And the Wizards had no one like that. Celtics, and I just don't think Kimber Walker is going to go off that much. I just think him... And Kyrie may cancel each other out with Kyrie probably performing a little bit better. And as for James Harden, Marcus Smart will likely get that assignment. So that will help. But again, who's doing anything about Kevin Durant? I, I mean, I see them having Jason Tatum on Kevin Durant, but I don't know if that's enough. Then, of course, you got to chase. Celtics are a seventh seed for a reason. 
that's all, all I'm going to say. I, I think it, it's just likely going to go five games with the potential to go to six games with the Nets winning. But, excuse me, I'm not seeing much there, but we shall see. Going over to the Western Conference playing games that will start today, or at least at the, at the time that this recording comes out, you're going to have, of course, let's start off with Spurs versus Grizzlies. Spurs versus Grizzlies uh, should be a good matchup. Uh, neither of these teams are great. Neither, I mean, this is what, which is why they're the ninth and uh, tenth seeds. But it should be a, a good matchup. I think the Spurs have a bit of a coaching advantage. Uh, with Greg Popovich, of course, going over Taylor Jenkins. Greg Popovich, of course, has much, much more playoff experience. And in a one-game playoff, I probably trust Greg Popovich a little bit more, though it does help that the Grizzlies are at home. And I feel like the Grizzlies do have... A better roster overall, not much better, but I th- just think when you combine Ja Morant with uh, Jaron Jackson du- Jr., Dylan Brooks, and Jolin- Jonas Valanciunas and Kyle Anderson, just a whole bunch of really good, solid players. I almost trust that a little bit more than Spurs because, I mean, the Spurs do have DeMar DeRozan, DeJounte Murray, Lonnie Walker, Yonka Pirtle, Patty Mills. All of those guys are good and and with experience. That's going to help tremendously. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, uh, Patty Mills, Yonka Pirtle, all of those guys have playoff experience. And it's one of those things, too, that part of me worries you saw how the Warriors played against the Grizzlies, where they essentially were playing drop coverage against John Morant, allowing him to shoot. And he wasn't as aggressive, and he essentially just wasn't a threat. And I see Greg Popovich doing the same thing, playing a drop, essentially completely disrespecting John Morant's shot. Now, the Spurs aren't a great offensive team either. I mean, they're 20th in net rating, according to cleaning the glass, looking up their offense right now at 18th in the league. I mean, it's not it's not great. By the way, the Grizzlies are 16th, so neither of these teams are offensive juggernauts. So it's probably going to be a defensive game. And I'm hoping it's going to be close, especially when you compare it to the games yesterday. I'm hoping it's going to be close, but you, you never know. But overall, I think I'm picking the Spurs because, again, I know Grizzlies have home court advantage, but I just think that they have too much experience within the roster. And Greg Popovich is going to be extremely prepared for a one-game winner gets, well, winner in this case, 
have the honor of uh, going up against the loser of the Warriors Lakers. So either way, uh, it's I don't know if there are any real winners in this case, but I trust Greg Popovich to win this game. Speaking of who is going to win the game, I, I, I thought I had a segue to go into the Warriors-Lakers. I didn't have a segue going to the Warriors-Lakers. Forgive me. But we got to talk about Warriors-Lakers. And this has to be a j- absolute dream scenario for the NBA to have the Warriors and Lakers go up against each other in a single game elimination. Well, at least elimination from the seventh seed. It's not a complete single game elimination, which actually works even better in the NBA's favor because the loser of this game is going up against the winner of the Grizzly Spurs. And I trust each of these teams immensely against either of those teams. I don't think the Spurs or Grizzlies can come close to matching the Warriors or the Lakers. Lakers do have the home court advantage. Uh, apparently, Staples Center won't have that much, much many fans in the crowd. Things are starting to open up, but LA is still fairly restrictive at this point, which is understandable. Which is understandable. I get it. I get it. Uh, both of these teams have played really well on defense throughout the year. Uh, Lakers are second in defense, according to Clean Glass. Warriors are fifth. By the way, Lakers are first. If if you include garbage time, uh, according to Basketball Reference, Lakers are first in defense, and it's the first time the Lakers have been first in defense since the 1999-2000 season, which the Lakers happened to win a championship. <laughs> And was the beginning of their three-peat. In this case, it would be two in a row if they were to make it all the way to the finals and win. Which I'm picking, by the way. But that's neither here nor there for now. Speaking currently of the matchup, gotta say, Steph Curry has been playing phenomenal On the MVP ballot, of course, as I've mentioned on previous podcasts, Jokic is number one, but you could put Steph Curry second. And if you want to put Joel Embiid in that spot, I understand, but you can't put Steph Curry any lower than third. He has had an absolutely phenomenal year. And I didn't put in notes for this, so I'm looking this up right now. Just to look up up the insanity of the the stats he's putting up, it's it's absolutely incredible what he's been able to do on this team amongst all the talking saying, hey, is Curry really a guy that you can trust to lead a team? And he proved that he... He responded with a resounding yes, receiving the scoring title, uh, score, scoring at 32 points per game on 42% from the three-point line on nine shots a game, averaging five, averaging five 3.3 three-pointers per game. 
it it's incredible. It, it's absolutely incredible. By the way, he's averaged more made threes per, per game this year than he did during his MVP season in the 2015-16 season. I think it is important to remember uh, he did shoot a higher percentage from three that year. And relatively speaking, uh, he looked like an alien during that time period because people just weren't shooting as many threes as he was shooting in that time period. But either way, his season this year has... My apologies. The season this year has been absolutely impressive. And it's one of those things that you should definitely appreciate. And I'm hoping that it continues into the actual playoffs so we can get a series of Steph Curry and his phenomenal play. With that, I got to say I'm picking the Lakers in this and... I'm hoping it's not a blowout, but I got the Lakers fairly handily. It's one of those things. I know people want it to be close, but the Lakers have beat the Warriors in two of their three matchups. And in those games, it it wasn't in most of those games. It just wasn't even close. And I know that LeBron is still coming back from that ankle injury and he hasn't quite looked like himself, though in the last game, you started to see a little bit more of it. But again, this is the playoffs and I expect him to be a full go. Anthony Davis is going to be out there as well. And essentially, the Lakers just have too much size for the Warriors. It's go- it's going to be, we're going to let Andrew Wiggins beat us. We're going to let Jordan Poole beat us. Uh, we'll see if Draymond can can beat us or Cam Bazemore can beat us or, uh, or um, who, who's the person I'm t- thinking of? Eric Pascal can beat us. Again, and even with the names I've mentioned, it's you're essentially putting a lot on Steph Curry and Draymond Green's shoulders, two guys who have playoff experience, who have not just playoff experience, but championship experience as well. But it's just putting a lot on two guys against a Lakers team where their core pieces, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, KCP, Alex Caruso, Kyle Kuzma have all played significant minutes on a championship run. They know what to do. They're prepared. They're all athletic, especially LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And they just have size all over the court. I mean, there's a reason this defense was so good, even with LeBron and Anthony Davis missing a chunk of games. Frank Vogel is a phenomenal coach. I try to say that every time I'm talking about the Lakers. And they're just a team with so much versatility and size that it just makes them incredibly difficult to deal with. And I just don't think the Warriors have the horses. I just don't think. I I, I think Steph Curry is going to make it as entertaining as possible. Like he's not going to go out easily. But the Lakers just have too much. Again, it's game time for them. I mean, LeBron and Anthony Davis have the past few weeks been trying to ramp things up, but it's go time now. This is a single game. 
and they're just trying to lock up that seven seed so they can go up against the Suns, and we can see what happens from there. By the way, I don't have any concerns with the Lakers against the Suns, but that's for another po- podcast as well. It's the late Warriors have been doing really well. It's always fun to see LeBron versus Steph Curry. I mean, th- their matchups, uh, starting with the 2014 uh, 15 year, where LeBron was playing with Matthew Dellavedova, <laughs> essentially as the second best player because Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving were was out, but he still took them to two th- to six games was the start of a new era in the NBA with the very next year, of course, with Curry having his MVP year, having that amazing shot against the Thunder, coming back from 3-1 against the, against the Thunder. And then, oh, by the way, outside of winning 73 games, which ended up being a, an NBA record, beating the 1995-96 Bulls 72-win season, it became the start of a new era because it also ended up leading to, once the Warriors lost that game, Kevin Durant ended up going over to the Warriors. It, 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 it the Curry LeBron rivalry has just it, it was the gateway to the era we are living in now and it's just cool to see this play playing game almost as a culmination of that where both of these players LeBron and Steph Curry probably aren't quite as good as they once were but still, I mean, like I said, Steph Curry is third on my MVP rate ballot. And then LeBron didn't get hurt. Some people think he may have won MVP or at least probably would have been one of the top people on the ballots. There's Both of them are still some of the best players in the NBA. And LeBron is arguably still the best player in the NBA. Steph Curry is the best shooter in the NBA. And that's, that's, right now is probably a top five player in the NBA at worst. It's it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Uh, the NBA is thankful to see this. And the best part is whoever loses this game will be rewarded with going up against the Grizzlies or Spurs. So the NBA will likely see both of these teams in the, M- in the playoffs, which is a good thing. Anyway, really excited for the matchups. Hoping the next time I can do a bit of a playoff preview, previewing uh, some of the matches, matchups in the NBA. I think some of them are really intriguing. Uh, Bucks Heat. uh, Yeah, I don't know who I'm going to pick in that one, but it's going to be interesting. Uh, Knicks Hawks is a series that fascinates me. Nuggets Blazers should be really good as well. And of course, the winner of these playing games going against the or as I mentioned before, Celtics going up against the Nets should be good. Uh, Sixers going up against the Pacers or Wizards should be a good matchup as well. A lot of exciting stuff in the NBA. It's been a tough year, but things are starting to open up. People are starting to get vaccinated. We're getting to playoff basketball. Life is good. Thanks so much for listening to Practice Podcast. Or for <laughs> why did I say that? Thanks so much for listening to Awkwardly Cool. Hope you guys have a great.